On this episode of Agency Unfiltered, we're joined by Remington Bank. Remington is the co-founder and CEO of Impulse Creative, a Fort Myers-based inbound agency and platinum HubSpot partner. The conversation with Remington is a good one, as he's one of the leading voices on conversational engagement, so Remington shines a light on how agencies can incorporate a conversational strategy for both themselves and for their clients. A lot of agencies are thinking the same thing. How do I get started? Or will my clients be open to this strategy? So in this episode of Unfiltered, Remington shares exactly how agencies can get started, how they can position chat to their clients, how the service can be scaled and grown, and what sort of results it can drive home. Conversations about conversations. You gotta love it. Now, let's do it. Remington, what's going on, man? I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. Having a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, obviously, you're here today. We want to talk about conversations, conversational engagement, uh, yeah. how agencies can harness that maybe for themselves, but also I would imagine there's all these new elements that they can bring into their client engagements. It's kind of fun because uh, I did uh, sessions at Partner Day and mm. and um, standing room only. It was very I was I was blessed with that. But they the amount of people that were having conversations and uh, then the conversations I'm having mm. afterwards uh, are like, oh, I didn't know how to get started. Oh, like I didn't think my customers would be open to it. And it's, mm. it's really kind of funny. So it, there's this mystery yeah. uh, behind it when it's really just us unlearning stuff, which I think is really fun. What do you mean? So, so when we're, when we're unlearning, well, it's kind of like traditional marketing versus inbound marketing sure, okay. right like yeah. kind of unlearning going back to going back to the buyer back to the customer back to you know helping someone out yeah. um, conversational marketing is like removing all the fluff mm. like brevity mm -hmm. like making sure that you're starting a conversation like you would never I, I brought it back to the phone conversation and this is the easiest way to start kind of start off conversational for me is so you're talking to a company and you pick up the phone you're like I need to reach out to them. And mm -hmm. you pick up the phone and and you get a you get a prompt and the prompt says for one press marketing, for two press sales. Yeah. And then you press for marketing and then it goes into um, then it goes into well tell us what kind of company you are mm -hmm. or, or, and it's like you're going through this flow um, and then finally it gets to a person. Yeah. So uh, there's there's a stat that I know that we've shared probably a million times <laughs> as a, as an ecosystem about answering or responding to a form submission in under five minutes is like a hundred times more likely. Yeah. Right. Think about how long you'd wait on the phone. Yeah. Is to get connected minutes? with somebody. Yeah. Oh, I hope it would be irate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So it's five this, minutes is a long time if you really yeah. want to like start time. But that yet out. you're a hundred times more likely to get a lead if they fill out a form and you respond within five. Yeah. Right. So so there's this like cultural shift so this conversational culture that we have to kind of like peel back the layers mm. to, to get to and I think agencies are super scared about it because it doesn't sound or feel scalable mm -hmm. because they're thinking about it as a one-on-one -on -one conversation like we're having yeah. like we couldn't be having another conversation over there with yeah. someone else because then I'd be rude because I'm ignoring you sure yeah. right uh, but on chat you could be having five different chat conversations mm. at the same time as a rep so that's significantly more scalable but agencies don't really know how to leverage it right now um, and because it's super new and it's not it's nothing new so in my talk I, I go into like best practices for conversion rate optimization mm. and best practice for landing page optimization and form optimization like all the different fields you have yeah and I remember, it was funny because everyone's 
I was like dragging them through it because they, <laughs> they they were pretty they were pretty stubborn in the beginning or tired. But but it was you know some best practices. Well, ask the least amount of fields that are necessary in sure. order to get the conversion. Yeah. And, Do you consider then, like name and email the required ones? Um. So maybe. Yeah. Right. Sure. So yeah. Um, there's no general answer there. Yeah. But but. I would never ask for email first, and it's like, would you ask for a social security number if you <laughs> sure, want right. if you want someone to more information on potato chips? Right, I'm going super polarized. But now. I understand what you're saying. But, but um, even the HubSpot templates right now start with email address. But that's yeah. like walking into Walmart. Where did that come from? Walking <laughs> into walking into a Best Buy, sure. right, and them going, "How can I help you today?" And you're like, "Oh, where's the?" And they go, "Can you provide your email address?" Sure. Yeah. No one would ever do that. Yeah. Um, so as marketers, we're like, we need the lead, right? Like yeah. this should be a leap, but it's like, okay, you have to have patience to get there. Which is the beauty of live chat. Yeah. You actually don't need an email address mm. to have a conversation. You needed the email address to have a conversation with the form so you could follow up. Right. Yep. Get them in but your you don't newsletter actually, or your email. But you don't actually need it. It doesn't need right? it. So, um, so at Impulse, uh, Impulse Creative, we've had a, we've had a huge amount of success and we've actually closed significant deals. Uh, without even talking to the customer, hmm. all well, yeah, face to face or on the phone, on the live chat, that. yeah, a live so chat. Only. One live chat session that lasted about fifteen minutes was like twenty one hundred dollars worth of hmm. revenue for us because they had a they had a problem, they had some immediacy to it, and rather than trying to push them to a, an actual meeting, mm -hmm. we just we just had a conversation and think about. I know I, I joke. My wife, if she wants pizza, she would a hundred times over. Order like order it from Domino's because of the app yeah. instead of picking up the phone and calling Domino's, right? right? And, and that's just again the cultural shift. Like we yeah. just like doing online order. Yeah, right? like I don't want to talk to someone and I don't want them to judge me about my toppings. Sure. Just give me my pizza, <laughs> right? And it's it's a, it's a very similar thing. Like so, no one wants to feel stupid in their in their transaction. Yeah. But at the same time, they want their information. So making it making it accessible, but then looking at it as a com as a conversion. So there's a cultural shift that has to happen with that conversion because. What is the difference between a visitor and a lead? So we, right now in HubSpot, say that it's someone that we have an email address because they're no longer anonymous. Sure, yeah. But if we have a chat flow conversation and we know who they are and we can still track where, they at, where they're at and what they're doing, mm -hmm. does that make them any less of a lead if we don't have their It shouldn't email? be, right? Yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah. Um, especially if we're engaging and we're able to track all that. So, so it, it's, been a, it's been a really fun kind of journey. We've been all in. Um, I blow things up in my agency all the time, and my team has to follow follow suit. But, but the big thing is trying to really focus around. So, how does it solve for the customer? And, yeah. and we've had some really great results. We've uh, we've shortened our sales cycle um, to about a third of what it used to be. Great. Uh, and we have there's there's a couple core principles that I go with. And it's funny. I was talking to Brian from the academy team. He's like, I have three. His three are. Are a little bit more like higher methodology type three. Sure, yeah, like the foundational much. kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's um, I'm coming at it from an agency point of view. Right. So I promised him that I would talk about that. <laughs> but but when we're looking at those principles, you know, the feedback loop is a smarties like arsenal. Yeah. Because you get to see all those conversations happening in the conversation tool, mm -hmm. and um, it's like being plugged into the company's like ideas of what kind of content they need. Yeah. Sure. So. Until inbound, 
you would have had to take those calls, get a transcript, mm -hmm. like ask the client what kind of content they want and all those other things. And now this feedback loop allows for you to simply just scroll through the conversations that are in the portal and go, we don't have content about that. Right. We need some content about that. What are people asking about, you know, or anything, 100%. right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you pull like inspiration for content out of these yeah. conversations. Yeah. So that does two things. That makes it so that the sales team, the, the friction, mm -hmm. right? And that was my favorite part about the flywheel on stage is that thing was just Coefficient like, of friction? Yeah. I think, I think you yeah. could spin that flywheel and it would go until next year's inbound. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the, overall, the overall concept is to answer these questions. And Darmesh's talk was incredible mm -hmm. about he did a really great job. I yeah. was just blown away. Yeah, the customer code stuff's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, but as, as we go into all these things and how we can solve for the customer and the prospect at any given point, mm. With um, like with HubSpot conversations, you we have the ability to trigger things based on smart lists and all these other yeah, things. Right. So I um, and I'm stealing this because I heard it and it was brilliant. <laughs> and I don't know who it was, but going personas aren't enough, right? So that sure. personalized experience is another one of the principles that I that I teach. And mm. The personalized experience is not a persona; mm. it's a person. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was talking about it's an actual human. You're having a conversation with a friend, but they said person over persona and I'm like oh. yep yeah so uh, but it's it's that one-on-one -on -one conversation so you're not speaking to a room you're speaking to an individual how do you make impact with that individual yeah and it would be how you would naturally talk so um, so I have a template that we have and it's just a simple Google sheet that we built out that mm. essentially allows for you to plan out the the flow if you will sure. of what a text message conversation would be back and forth mm -hmm. and then um, you know and then it forces you into understanding what that user story is yep. you're familiar with the user yep. story so the user story just like in agile development is the exact same thing you should use in conversational marketing mm. because you're speaking to one person with one problem not a list of problems yes a very and particular goal that they're trying to exactly. achieve right a very unique whatever the unique circumstances yep. and then the contextual accuracy so and this is one thing i can't wait for hubspot to um to incorporate into the tool is if i'm halfway down on a page on a blog mm -hmm. I want a chatbot to pop up that correlates with the content in that section. Sure. Right? Mm. And so some other technologies allow for you to do that, but I'm sure HubSpot is innovating like mm. crazy. And you know, the, the ability to be able to drive um, that contextual accuracy mm -hmm. can drastically increase conversions. And, and we have an example. Which makes sense, right? Like you're looking at this, yeah. let's talk about that. And, 100%. You know, yeah. yeah, so we have a conversational marketing blog post on impulsecreative.com. Mm -hmm. And it, um, it goes through, and about halfway down, there's a CTA, and that CTA talks about this template I was mm -hmm. mentioning. We have on that blog a 22% conversion rate on that CTA. Oh, okay. And Jeez. a 90% conversion rate on the people that click that CTA that actually follow the bot flow, mm. right? So when you think about that, the, like, you know, the, the rate of returns that you would have going from a CTA to a landing page, the experience is completely different. Yeah. But the context of, well, I'm halfway through reading this blog, I'm interested in this information, and then that flow doesn't solve for the customer if they're still trying to get the rest of the stuff. So yeah, they sure. literally go through, they're like, oh, I really want that template. They click it, and they continue reading. Right. And they, could, they, they don't can, have to jump anywhere else, right? And they yeah. could engage on the next conversion. So you could get on that blog three or four conversions if you really needed to, yeah. understanding the intent of the user. So mm -hmm. it's just... It's amazing.
So, I mean, okay, let's say. Sorry, I know that was a lot. No, that's awesome. But let's just say I'm just getting started. Haven't, mm -hmm. you know, like haven't done anything for conversational. Maybe it's like to your yeah, point, yeah. like, I, you know, I don't know where and how to get started. Is it simply just installing live chat across my website and then just seeing the conversations <laughs> that come in? People sure. tell me about chat bots. Where do those figure? Like, so kind of yeah. how do I get started if, if I'm starting? Absolutely uh, zero here. Great question. So um, it was funny during the talk that we had, um, I had actually a couple people tweet me after. They're like, I never thought about conversational marketing being live chat. And I had to, like I had to pause that's that That's what it is. <laughs> like, it's, it's actually having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, but, to that, but to that point, yes, you're going to want to have those conversations. But um, it's like walking into a room. Imagine Darmesh not practicing his talk yeah. and going out to the room and being like, hi. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. How, how well would that be received, right? right. And, and so versus knowing who his audience is, knowing like the context of what they're interested in and all of those things. So, so it was, it's one of those things that people typically start with, well, let's put live chat on every page. Yeah. And um, there's two things to consider. The change management on the company side, right? So you're taking, taking a company who, let's just say that they have a five week sales process, right? Sure. A meeting every week, five, yeah. five steps. Yep. So week one, the questions are very different than week five. Sure, right. And so if we have live chat across the board on every single page, yeah. the value of the time spent on those conversations are not going to be really great. So the ROI that the client would feel from live chat isn't going to be awesome. Sure, Because, okay. because if, if we're having a, a live chat on the homepage, mm -hmm. um, which you can, but it, there's a completely different strategy than you'd have on your pricing page. Which makes sense, yeah, right? right. But the first thing I see, and probably half of my clients that you know went rogue as soon as Conversations <laughs> was announced, was they put, they put HubSpot, uh, the HubSpot chat on all pages because it was easy, yeah, right? Just, so the first uh, thing every, anybody that wants to call, yeah, yeah. They drop a star in the setting for like the yeah, URL, right. and, then, and then they're like, hey, what's up? And it's like, you know, I think there's even like a very similar like default, and then um, and then it goes right to the they click on the pop up, and let's say it's eight o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. It goes um, eight o'clock in the afternoon or eight o'clock yeah. in the evening. <laughs> it's early. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. when but um, keeping me honest, yeah, I got um, you. So when we're so when we get into the um, you know that chat flow and it's eight p.m. It's yeah. after hours. Yeah. Um, you got to think about the type of people that would be doing that. In my experience the actual decision makers are doing their research between five and eight. Right, yeah. Which no, no one really thinks about. Yeah. So like the, the advisors or the people that are like, hey, the uh, what is it, intermediary buyers, mm -hmm. the people that are you know, doing the research, they're gonna be doing that during the day. But you know, as a CEO, and I'm, a lot, I'm sure a lot of other agencies yeah. could imagine, like nine to five is, is my team's time. Yep. Like I, I don't talk to people very much. Um, but as soon as I get done with the business day, then suddenly I get to work on the sure. stuff that grows yeah. the agency and the same thing before. So, so I've seen numerous times and HubSpot's defaults really need to change here is that, um, you know, you get that 8 PM chat, someone clicks on it and it pops up and it goes, Hey, how can I help you? And it's, it's the expectation is not the five minute response on a form. Yeah. The expectation is that someone's like, Hey, how can I help? And um, and then it says in really small letters, uh, we'll respond by 8 a.m. Hmm. Right. So think but you about have a decision maker potentially, uh, yeah, likely, yeah. right there, potentially ready to go. Like you 100%. have to be able to. Yeah. So, so how I see conversational marketing is um, to, and to actually come back and answer your question hmm. is, is you have, you've got this, this opportunity to connect quickly and efficiently with someone. Mm -hmm. um, but 
no one's going to judge you if you don't have live chat on your site, at least right now, mm. right? So, so if you're not available or your reps aren't there, mm -hmm. don't have anything show. Yeah. But then when there are people available, then, then make it there. Mm. Because the expectation, just like if you were on a phone, you know, you pick up the phone and you'd say, press one for sales, two, you know, you know <laughs> and then you go through and you like, you do like two or three selectors and you're like, thank God, I'm finally gonna get to talk to someone. And then it goes, we'll be with you by 8 a.m. Yeah. The user experience on that is atrocious. Yeah. So that's the expectation and it's almost exactly the same thing on online. So choose high intent pages first. So pricing okay. pages, landing pages, or other conversion areas that you think would be great. Yep. So I usually tell my clients pricing pages if you have them. And that, that just feels like the, it makes the most sense. Like oh, if yeah. somebody's curious about what you cost, like they have, you know. Yeah, and you can have, this is another feature I can't wait for HubSpot <laughs> to come out with, but if you have a CTA or some kind of call to action, mm -hmm. like right now you could use a, um, like a UTM parameter uh, in the URL as a trigger, yeah. but you could have a little link in your pricing, like want more information on this, and it could trigger it could trigger a chat. Yeah. Those conversions are going to be so much more rich and yeah. valuable to the sales team, yeah. while if you had a CTA for engaging with a chatbot on a blog, it might be more of a marketing one. Right, you know? which so, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so, so focus on the one-on-one -on -one conversation, and I usually tell people to start with a pilot program. So choose five people in your org mm -hmm. to to leverage and own it. I was gonna say, right. who owns it at, at, yeah. on the team? So yeah. it, I, think, I think it depends. So all week, we've been having people hitting our website asking questions yeah. and you know we're at a conference all week and super busy you know, talking to conversations and just like you get a text message from your loved ones and you'd respond to it, it's essentially the same thing. So at Impulse, we have a 14 second average response time and now as soon as this goes out, everyone's gonna test it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, if, please say yeah. testing, but if you're gonna do it. But essentially what, what that allows for us to do, imagine what that response would be. Sure, yeah. Right? In yeah. 14 seconds, I, I'm there to help you. Um, and there's, Jackie on the team does it all the time. She'll be like, oh yeah, you know, you, you wanna chat about this right now? Um, of course, if she has time. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I'd love to. So their expectation is I'm gonna ask for your email, your phone number, mm -hmm. all this crap. Um, Jackie just drops a Zoom link. Love that. Let's chat right Let's now. Let's do it, yeah. So now all of a sudden, I'm having a conversation I've asked you a couple questions, we, and then we're literally taking it to a live video conversation. Yeah. And it's not like making them jump through all those hoops. Sure, that's great. Customer-centric. I'm um, gonna wrap up here, yeah. final question. There's one question I tend to ask all my guests, I'm gonna put a little different spin Let's on go. it. So I usually ask, what's the weirdest part of mm -hmm. agency life? But almost, yeah. for you, I wanna pivot, unless you have a good answer for that. No, that's fine. But I would wanna pivot and say, what's the weirdest conversation you've had come through? Uh, impulses, <laughs> live chat, or maybe a client's chat. Yeah, yeah, so um, I think, I think that some of the weirdest stuff that we've seen come through on Impulse is, is people, um, so we say that we're a bot when we're a bot, and then we say we're human sure. when we're human. And we've had a couple flows come through, and I do a whole bunch of tutorials on this stuff. So when people see my name come up mm -hmm. as the person responding, they're like, this is a bot. And I'm like, no, this is a human, mm. right? And they go- <laughs> People try and test you, yeah, like yeah. if you're a real or- yeah. So what's 14 minus 37? And I'm like, that's a negative number. And they're like, give me a number. You should prove you're a human. And I'm like, send a, I'll send a selfie. No kidding. Right? And yeah. they're like, they're like, that's probably not you. And I'm like, no, really? Yeah. Like, I'm me. <laughs> like, that's so you know? funny, yeah. So, but, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people, obviously marketers are testing it and trying to see yeah. like whether it's AI, and I like right. to think I'm a pretty smart AI. But, <laughs> yeah. but when, we're, you know, when we're digging in, it's, it's that experience. So making sure that 
people realize the difference between a bot and a human. Yeah. Because bots are really cool, but they're never going to be, well, they're not going to be as smart as humans for a very long time. Sure. Right. So your rule of thumb there, just be explicitly yep. clear. If there's yep. a bot, don't try and play a bot off as a human. Yep. Regardless, people are going to try and test yeah. you. Yeah. And for, God, for goodness sakes, don't put the the blonde girl with like the teleprompter like the telephone like headset on like, there, the, like this yeah yeah like right. that just don't just have a picture of a real human or have a picture of a bot Love and it. you're setting up for success awesome man well thanks so much for coming yeah. on it's yeah. always good talking to you man great time all right we'll catch you next time that wraps up another episode of agency unfiltered if you like what you watched make sure to subscribe to our agency unfiltered newsletter which will remind you when the next episode drops as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.